Welcome to the Land Your Bets Sports Betting Podcast. We are back on a Tuesday talking football. We've got two weeks in the books here, and I've got Levy chatting over our local fantasy football expert on the line. Levy, just let's get into it, man. Quick takeaways from week two. How are you feeling? Well, I'm not going to ask you how you're feeling about the Jets. I'll just ask you about football in general if that makes it easier. Well, yeah, that would be a different kind of show where you just have some grown man cry on camera for 10 minutes if you want to ask me about the Jets. No, I'm I'm not going to. um, Great. Because Zach will be quarterback and we don't need to get into that. Uh, What we do need to get into and what we're going to talk about on this pod is who do we think is real? Who do we think is not real? We're going to talk about some buy low candidates and some breakout candidates that that are that I think at this point there's probably a decent amount of them. We've got some injuries that we can look at. We've got some guys who are probably just waiting in the wings who are a bit younger, just need some time on the field, perhaps that type of stuff. So let's start though with the uh, with real, not real. As I'm pretty interested in in who you think has been overperforming and, and will come back down to earth. And who is just now this good and as good as they've been so far? Okay, so my my favorite and I think the easiest this is not real is Russell Wilson is currently the number three QB. That is not real. That offense still isn't working quite right. And um, he's also a great sell high candidate. And he's got two nice matchups the next two weeks. I believe it's... Um, I believe it's Miami, then Chicago. So he's going to have four games deep, and he's probably going to be a top five, top six quarterback. And it's complete nonsense. And uh, definitely sell him when you can. Um, Someone that I'm going to say is not quite real, and it's someone that when we talked, I I was pretty high on preseason. Mike Evans is not going to do what he's doing the whole year. Like, Mike Evans may end up as a low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. He's not going to score 30 points every week. Like, that's not going to happen. So if you happen to be a Russell Wilson, Mike Evans owner, packaging those two guys together for a very badly struggling Jamar Chase or something like that might not be a terrible idea. I, I love that you brought up Jamar Chase there because my my main question is when you say buy low that doesn't mean just trade Russell Wilson and and pick up something that isn't really going to help you or another sort of middling overperforming guy it's it's someone like a Jamar Chase right like what what type is that the type of player that you're looking for is is someone who's underperforming to this point so yeah when we talk about buy low It's a guy whose rest of season value, the perception of their rest of season value has taken a hit because of their performance thus far. So Jamar Chase, like on the stat sheet has been pretty invisible. He also has like three end zone targets and almost scored twice, right? The Bengals looked like absolute trash for the first six quarters they played this year but they looked like they were actually putting something together in the second half of that game. Like you saw T Higgins come alive, like the line was doing a little bit better job. And, you know, don't forget, like as good as Joe Burrow is, he didn't get a preseason. So for anyone who's been playing fantasy long enough, we'll all remember like back to when Le'Veon Bell would hold out every year and not sign his franchise tag. And for the first two games of the year, he'd give you like eight points a game at most. 
And then game three would roll around and you'd be like, right, that's why I drafted him in the first round. Right. It's a little different with Burrow because it seems like he might have tweaked his, his leg up again a little bit. So you do have to exercise some caution. I'm not telling you to go out and, and trade Tyreek Hill for Jamar Chase right now. Right? I'm not – that is – I'm certainly not telling you that. I'm not even telling you to necessarily trade C.D. Lamb straight up for Jamar Chase if you don't want to take the chance, right? Um, but if you have a strong enough team that you could weather another week or two of mediocre performances with Jamar Chase, I, go get him. Like, he's still great at football. Joe Burrow and that entire team will get right at some point this season, and they'll be great. Yep. And and so that that is a guy that's like what we've seen so far is not real, right? Jamar Chase and, yeah. and even even Joe Burrow. Uh, and and if T Higgins hadn't come alive for two touchdowns in that game, I would also say relax, don't worry too much about basically just don't worry about the Bengals that much. They've looked really bad. They do start owing to a lot. I would be worried about them if I had futures on them for the division. I, I'd be worried sure. about them if I had them sure. in too much, right? In terms of that too many tickets well, where I was exposed to them. I, I wouldn't really appreciate that. I mean, yeah, I would agree with you there. I will say um, Pittsburgh doesn't look good on offense at all, so I'm not super worried about them in that division. And losing Nick Chubb, I don't care how well Ford played last night. Losing Nick Chubb, you just lost the engine that drives that offense. Yeah. Um, so I was going to add what you've seen from the Ravens is sort of not real. Like, they're running a brand-new offense. It's going to get better as they get into the flow of things. Yes, so 100%. right now, if you can, I would I would buy pieces of the Ravens' offense. Right. I wouldn't overpay for them, but I think right now this is the worst that offense is going to look. I think it's only going to start getting better. And, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. would not want to have a bunch of money on the Bengals to win the division right now. No, I, and and actually, the Ravens are up to even money to win the division, and I think it's really, really interesting because I mean, the Bengals have been the favorite for most of the yeah. season, and I was ready to, to to start asking questions about the Browns being the second best team in the AFC. I was ready for that, even even in even the in, AFC, in the middle of that game, not where, in the division in the in AFC. The AFC wow, in the AFC. I was ready to start ask. I was wow. ready to start asking that question, despite how how duty. Deshaun Watson has looked. I was legitimately ready to start asking that question because I, as a Giants fan who has two Super Bowl championships in his lifetime that he's viewed because of an offensive line and defensive line that were a tops in the league uh, for both the, the Super Bowls that they won, I, I put a pretty high importance on on line play, and I would say the Browns have had some of the best of it so far with Nick Chubb behind him. Sure, so that's not here. That's neither here nor there. I want I want to bring us back real quick because yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I just to, just to finish the point about Russell Wilson, I fully buy into the idea that like you said look at the schedule wait a couple weeks then start to consider it the bucks as well i don't know if baker mayfield's turned a corner but i'm fully with you on that do you have two more names for us and this is for uh not real not real or real uh okay so for real or not real i think uh if you look at both of the guys uh on the rams that have really gone nuts so far karen williams uh got 96 percent of everything um, in a terrible matchup and put up like damn near 30 points. So I don't even care if they revert to not being that good. If you're going to give someone 100% of the work, they're going to be viable the whole year. 
Uh, Puka's interesting. If and when Cup comes back, he will take a back seat. But there's two things that I think are instructive. Number one, Puka kind of low-key was PFF's highest-rated college wide receiver last year. So it's not like he's out of nowhere. It's just his athletic testing wasn't off the charts, so no one really gave a shit about him, right? Um, He has a 39% target share through the first two games. There are, in the last 10 years, that's happened maybe about a dozen or so times. Um, All but two of those guys have finished as a wide receiver one. And the other two, one of them finished as a wide receiver two, and Andre Johnson finished wide receiver 28, but I believe he missed a bunch of time that year towards the end of his career. So even when Cup comes back, like worst case scenario, Puka's still going to be a wide receiver three for you that you can probably feel comfortable starting most of the time. So I think he's real. Uh, My favorite one on this, though, uh, Michael Pittman, buy-in. I think it's legit with Pittman. And I don't really think it matters if it's uh, Minshew or Richardson at quarterback. I think that offense is is working, and Pittman is he's a really good wide receiver, and he's getting a bunch of targets. So I don't see any reason uh, that that wouldn't continue. And it's it's interesting that you bring up the the Richardson and Minshew throwing to Pittman aspect of things. I think you had Richardson on this list as well, did you not? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I have him uh, squarely in that's real and by low and breakout. Like I'm all in on Richardson. I uh, my big concern with Richardson was can he throw the football accurately? Like, you know, just within the scheme and can he be aggressive within the scheme and completed 65% of his passes week one. He had two rushing touchdowns before he got banged up yesterday. I mean, dude had, like, I don't know, what, 17, 18 points in, like, a half of football? Um, Like, we all know what kind of a physical freak he is. He's got an alpha wide receiver. Apparently, Zach Moss is good enough at football to be a running back behind that line. And uh, that's surprising to me, by the way. And It is, but... We we should take stock of who Indianapolis has played, right? Like they've played the worst running defense from last year. That's that looks the same awful rushing defense this year in, in the Texans, and that Jags team as as maybe as decent as they looked defending Mahomes, they weren't defending a, a run offense, right? So I don't know how good those rush defenses are just yet. But either way, like the point stands. Like Shane Steichen is the absolute perfect yeah. coach and play caller yeah. for Anthony Richardson, yep. right? And I think something that you can see on that point, if you're watching the Eagles play football so far this year, it's like his his absence, Steichen's absence, is really apparent in that there isn't the same kind of flow to the play calling. There isn't the same kind of adjustment. There isn't the same kind of plan. And look, Brian Johnson's a good OC, and I think he will probably figure it out i mean that that dude made kyle trask look like a god at florida so i think he'll get it done but yeah you couldn't ask for a better play caller for richardson and like look if we're just being honest richardson is a better ball of clay to mold than jalen hurts was Mm. like richardson on natural talent is as good as anyone in the league so it's um 
I think you buy in. He's getting good coaching. The team looks like it has an identity, and he's got an alpha wide receiver to pepper with targets. Yep, and 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 to that point, I think you know be cautious with with Richardson. Make sure you have another quarterback because that dude, like, I hate to play the well, he's he's likely to get hurt because of how he plays kind of card. Like, I don't I don't buy into that necessarily, uh, but I do think that he's a car crash every time he gets hit. He's so big and so fast that it's it's you know the impact. He's he's just got to be careful, man, because those types of of falling down backwards and having your head slam into the turf are just going to be too often for him. Uh, so you just need to be a little bit cautious, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Look, um, a lot of young quarterbacks struggle with that. You know what I mean? Wanting to do a little bit too much. He's also a monster of a human being. Like, we shouldn't forget, he's about Cam Newton size and runs like a 4-4 right. flat. So, I mean, I, listen, I agree with you. Um, he's got to be better about that. At the same time, there's a lot of corners and safeties that when they see him come in full speed are going to make some business decisions and go, you know what? Fuck it. We're up three touchdowns. Anyway, I'm just, you have it, buddy. You can have it. It's okay. For sure. For sure. Not feeling, not feeling great about your, uh, your, he's going to lead the league in interceptions. Bet though, right ah, now. He looks pretty good. No, it's not great. I know. I know. I listen, I listen, I like the bet when you made it. I didn't think he was going to look this good this quick, man. Yeah, no, for sure. But let's uh, let's. Yeah. Move. Do you have any more of these uh, real or not real, or should we get into some uh, breakout guys? Um, so I think um I think you can uh, you can look at what James Cook has done so far, and what James Cook has done so far makes it's giving me the same sort of shades of what Ramondre Stevenson did last year, where it was yeah. like you know the talents there. He should have you know the majority of the work. Um. But Cook's in a better offense than Ramondre was last year. And he's a different kind of back. But he has looked he has looked the part. You know what I mean? He is giving away some work to Latavius Murray and Damian Harris. But if what we saw from the Bills last week is more indicative of what they're going to look like than week one against the Jets, he doesn't need to get the ball in the inside the 10-yard line to score touchdowns. And especially in PPR, he clearly looks like the primary receiving back. Uh, I I think, uh, you know, not James Cook to the moon, but I think James Cook RB1 season is here for us. I think that's, nice. I think that's yeah. happening. Listen, I don't think he's top five running back, but like any more starting running backs get hurt. And I don't know, maybe. I mean, it's, right. it's the good running right. backs are kind of dropping like flies at this point. So if you've got a young running back who still has fresh legs, that carries some extra value right now in my mind. Um, 100%. And then Dalton. I was just going to say on the running back point, like there's going to be, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a a mass uh, sort of, you know, chasing of of these guys. There's just going to be a pursuit like crazy for, for running backs that you can either trade for, or obviously at this point, there's some backups that you can still find with guys getting hurt. But between Chubb, Barkley, Eckler didn't play last week either. There's there's definitely some yeah. stuff to look at, uh, and people are probably pining for running backs at this point. Hopefully you were intelligent enough to pick up a guy like Raheem Mostert or Brian Robinson in the later rounds who are looking very, very good as as likely RB1s with the amount of running backs that are, are going down right now. So let's move out on to some, some breakout sure. guys. Uh, and, sure. And, and really, before we do that, I wanted you to explain, like when, when you say breakout guys versus – um what's what's the other category versus uh you know uh, buy low basically yeah 
So, so a breakout candidate is someone who you, you think is about to jump into a different tier, either from where you looked at them preseason or from where you looked at them in previous years. Um, so like Michael Pittman to me, that's a breakout candidate, right? Like most people had him around a wide receiver three coming into the year, right? Like ranked somewhere around wide receiver 26 to 32, maybe somewhere in that range, right? With what we've seen so far and the fact that, I mean, look, Gardner Minshew, we can make all the jokes in the world, but like he's fine within scheme. Like he's he can support decent fantasy production the way they're they're running that offense. So I see Michael Pittman as someone who, I mean, reasonably could end up as a very low-end wide receiver one or a high-end wide receiver two. He's getting the target share to do it. He was drafted inside of the top 40. Like, he was drafted to be an alpha. Um, He's big, he's athletic, and he's actually getting downfield targets now. And that's the thing that stopped him previously. He had Phillip Rivers and he had Matt Ryan, or, like, bums that you can't pronounce their last name. And now he has dudes that can actually throw the ball down the field. So his depth of target is more than the line of scrimmage. I I, I think you're going to see a lot more, a lot more high end performance from him as the year goes. Yep. So I think that's a, Absolutely. that's a good breakout there. Like I said, Anthony yeah, Richardson definitely. also, you know what I mean? Anthony Richardson to oh. go right along with him. I think you're going to see him. Uh, I think you're definitely going to see him level up. And I don't know uh, if I can call this a true breakout for for some people, but Bijan Robinson absolutely 100% looks the fucking part. And for anyone who was worried about Algiers snaps week one, he outsnapped him by 20-plus snaps. And... Um, yeah, Arthur Smith literally just wakes up in the middle of the night and just yells, run the ball. So I think it's going to be – man, I won't be surprised if Bijan Robinson finishes the year as RB1. I'm not calling my shot on him RB1 yeah. as long as McCaffrey is healthy. And probably also – I yeah. mean, Tony Pollard has looked fantastic as well. Um, but, like, honestly, I wouldn't sure. be the least bit surprised Bijan Robinson RB1 when the season's all said and done. Yeah, my, my buddy who put uh, some money on him, Offensive Player of the Year. Not Offensive Rookie sure. of the Year, Offensive Player no, of I... the Year. Doesn't look too bad after the start. No. This is the second coming of LaDainian Tomlinson, dude. It's it's fun as hell to watch. And to your point, the only thing Arthur Smith needs to do better is like <laughs> use the dudes who are good at football in the receiving court. Why are you throwing to Janu Smith every single time? Like throw it to your best players if you're going to throw it. Otherwise, just give it to one of your three incredible backs. Yeah, honestly, the Kyle Pitts usage is like – a war crime it is an honest like um, bring him it's it's awful dude like you watch the dude's film every time he runs a route he's open every like at yeah. this point i assume arthur smith is just trolling the fantasy community like that's the only thing that makes sense that they're just like no nah, we're not going to give him the ball oh totally. did we draft him fourth i don't give a shit we're still not going to give yeah if you go back and look it's at that draft class and look at who he was drafted over it is asinine the workload that he is actually getting. Like, dude, like, 
You drafted here. him over Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Micah Parsons, Devonta Smith, Patrick Sertain. You drafted him over a couple of like all pro offensive linemen. It's in. It's Roll insane. I hope they. Yeah. I hope they trade him. Yeah, and and De- Desmond Ritter actually looked okay in the second half, but I wanted to, uh, which is surprising to both of us because I think we both look at him and go, I, if every single time that a ball is even in the vicinity of a wide receiver that when he throws it, we're a little bit surprised. But I wanted to ask you a question about a guy who's very similar um, to, let's say, like Kyle Pitts in the sense that he's not being used, and that's Jameer yeah. Gibbs. I just wanted to ask a quick question about him. And see what you sure. thought about the way that Dan Campbell is using him because Montgomery's down now, and I still feel so, like we weren't seeing him get any goal goal line carries, any carries inside the ten, any receptions or or, or targets inside the twenty. Uh, it just wasn't there, and I don't understand it. Yeah, I was. It was interesting to see Craig Reynolds kind of just come in and get the Montgomery role. That being said, you got to remember the Lions have some DeAndre Swift PTSD. Right, they drafted this hyper athletic, slightly undersized back. They overused him early and just that, 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 that okay, that's all the DeAndre Swift we get in Detroit now. So one, I, I understand that they're sort of using kid gloves a little bit with Gibbs right now. Um Amon Ross seems like maybe he has turf toe or something, like something's going on with him. Um, I would expect Jalen Waddle to get increased usage uh, as the season goes on. And he's hyper-explosive. It only takes him one play. That said, man, he had seven carries and only got 12 yards on him this past week in a game that was like a straight shootout and no one could play any defense. So, you know, I yeah, I don't know if you want to like attribute that to like Taylor Decker being banged up, which is a big problem for them. I I don't know what is going on, but he is still a rookie. You know what I mean? So anytime you draft a rookie who's, you know, not B. Sean Robinson, you have to assume it's going to take a few games. I mean, shit, man, Brees Hall didn't do a goddamn thing to like week three or four last year. And then Brees Hall looked like a league winner until he busted up his knee. So look, Jameer Gibbs, the talent is there. You don't spend top 15 draft picks on running backs you intend to never utilize. Like, it's just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. What, what I'm do you do not, with him as a fantasy owner or, or, you know? Well, so here's the thing. Based on where he was drafted, right? Based on where he was drafted, the chances that you have better options to start at running back, especially with the number of running backs who have gotten hurt, is fairly slim, Right. Um, so you're probably starting him for that upside, but like right now you're hoping that he's a flex and not your RB2. Um, like right now, if it's Kyron Williams or, or Jameer Gibbs, like I'm starting Kyron Williams till Jameer Gibbs does something that makes me think he's start worthy. That being said, everywhere I own Gibbs, I don't have better options. So like I'm starting him where I have him. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's let's run through uh, a couple more uh, of the of these and, and make sure we we're on, we're on breakouts and, and then we can uh, talk a little bit more about buy low. Why don't I do the sell highs? Because that's a shorter list. I'll do that real cool. quick. Sell high on Raheem Mostert. Sell high on Raheem Mostert. You're probably giving up a couple games of pretty good fantasy production. 
But right now, with the running back market what it is, people are desperate for startable running backs. Especially if you got a team that's 0-2 and just lost one of these stud running backs. Mostert looks really attractive. Jeff Wilson's going to be back. Devon A-Chain is going to get involved at some point this year. Mostert is not going to put up a buck 23 and a touchdown every week. Like It's, it's not going to happen. So if, if you can afford to sell him, right, sell him. Um, Mike Evans, we already discussed. I like Mike Evans, but right now he is – he looks like Mike Evans six years ago, and it's still Baker Mayfield. Like, the wheels are going to fall off to some degree at some point. He might still be really good, but it's 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 still – it's Mike Evans. So get, what, get, get a haul for him. Yeah. DeAndre Swift. I love him. I love the talent. I love the situation. They gave him 28 carries. Right, that's like six more carries than should be legally allowed to give to DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Also, he didn't do shit week one. Gainwell's not going to be out the whole year, and like the passing game, like I was saying with Brian Johnson, they will get it figured out. Yeah, you know what I mean. They will get it figured out. And Swift, I'm Swift's not going to run for 175 no, yards. It was a perfect, perfect scenario for DeAndre Swift. He was the only yeah. back in a game where they really I mean you, you I I've bet on a lot of things that I thought would happen including the way that Philadelphia would would be up at one point early I was very happy to take him in the first half I was also very happy to take all the DeAndre Swift stuff as a result of that game theory because I was like first of all I took him over two and a half receptions there's nobody else for them to throw I mean By- Byron Scott was out 100%. there at times but he had like a 15 20 percent snap count a share so like yeah not, not worried about Brian Scott in there and then uh for, for the rushes it was like yeah they're gonna be up and they're gonna need to run clock and this Vikings defense is literal Swiss cheese on in 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 so many different ways that it's disgusting. Uh, that is their biggest downfall, and like that's the only thing that it's it's one of the main reasons that yep. you know Kirk Cousins yeah. and potentially JJ won't even be there in the very near future. Kirk Cousins QB one right now, I believe. By the way, by the way, that's not going to keep happening either. Um, no, but he's he's the number one. He's QB one of all time of pointless hollow yards because my team is down three scores because i played like dog shit for for one and a half two quarters <laughs> so that's true but normally when he knows people are watching the game he forgets to play football and that didn't happen so i mean that's something that's something, that was something. That was also something. on swift i mean game. that game was also in his hometown like he's extra motivated with that one you know what i mean yeah. um so moving on yep. sell derrick henry if you can I don't like I don't think Derrick Henry is washed by any means. And if Derrick Henry was on the Eagles, uh I might trade my son for him. But he's not. He is on the Titans. And uh I have hated everything that I've seen from the Titans so far. I like Tajay Spears as a running back, like a lot. I like this tape a lot, a lot. Been more involved than I thought he was gonna be, and on the field more than I thought he was gonna be. And again, with all these running back injuries, if you have an extra running back, now is the time to capitalize on it. Um, I mean, it's possible the running backs get even more injured than they are now. But what is it? Three of the top five or three of the top six, seven are out. You know what I mean? It's now's a really good time. And I don't see him giving you 
the consistent super high-end production he has previously. That line isn't good. And they they just they play a style of football that is slow. And the passing game is just not working. So I, I don't see a, the same kind of scoring opportunities there have been previously. So trade yep. him if you can. Uh, this that. one, this one uh, hurts my heart, my soul, and I feel it in my nuts when I say it. Trade Garrett Wilson. Mm. Trade him. I hate it. I hate saying it. On on film, he's he might be a top five wide receiver in the NFL at this point. Like he is ungoddamn believable. Um, but he can't, you can't count on a 68 yard touchdown to save a week. And you can't count on one of the best end zone catches on a worthless fucking throw to save a week the previous week. Now, look, this one could bite you in the ass because he is so good that like, maybe he just makes magic happen often enough. But after the last performance, if you can still get someone to pay what his like draft cost was for him, man, just, just do it. Like just divest of that situation. You know, um, I do. If, if I thought the jets were bringing in shit, if I thought they were even bringing in like Colt McCoy, I would tell you, hold on to him. Better days are ahead. But as a jets fan, just let me tell you, fuck Zach Wilson. Oh man. It's, it's brutal. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, you know preseason. I thought wide receiver one overall was in his range of outcomes. Without question. I don't it even was. see. It yeah, was. I don't even. It was. It was firmly in the range of outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if being a wide receiver one when the year ends is realistic to put in his range of outcomes. Like, I have to agree. Maybe he sneaks in on just pure talent. But really, if you can get someone to pay full price for Garrett Wilson, if you can get Zay Flowers and another piece, just fucking go do it right now Nine, before I anyone say, realizes. Say, yeah, eight, 85, oh, 90 yeah. cents on the dollar, I would still Yeah, I would that. too. You know what? Just, just since I mentioned it, Zay Flowers, it's real breakout candidate. Buy him if yes. you can buy him. Yeah, thank you. Um, I had yeah, I had two sure. guys to bring to the I had two guys to bring to the table, and I'm just going to mention them now, even though I'll let you finish up too, because Zay Flowers was one of them. That's going to be the best wide receiver Lamar Jackson's ever had. And then, yep. you, I mean, unless he had Odell from seven years ago, then that would have been it. But you get what I'm saying uh, on his current team. And then the other guy uh, I <laughs> totally believe in, and I'm. <laughs> Brian Robinson. I'll just say it. Like Brian Robinson yeah, Jr. is yeah. a nasty runner. I think he got undervalued because we forgot how good he was before he got freaking shot in the leg and then had to make his way back in his first season back to the league and then still got <laughs> 17 carries a game, you know? So that's interesting. I have a slightly different take on Brian Robinson, but I agree okay. with your overall projection. Like okay. I think Brian Robinson, why you know, as an RB1 season is a thing that's about to happen. I don't think Brian Robinson is like this wildly talented back. Like he didn't even dominate carries at Alabama. You know what I mean? Like he's not incredible, but Antonio Gibson did the one thing Antonio Gibson could not do week one, which was fumble the fucking ball immediately. And he did like you have him on teams. Like I do. I have zero shares of Brian Robinson. No, I meant Gibson. Oh, I also wound up not on purpose for either of these. I was targeting both of them at their ADPs, and I just happened to wind up with zero shares of either of them. 
so I have no skin in this game whatsoever. But if Brian Robinson is also getting the the targets that should have been going to Antonio Gibson, I mean, look, when they're fully healthy at wide receiver, you can't play eight in the box with them. You can't really even play seven. And, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think Sam Howell magical season is coming. But something people don't recognize is this dude had a year where he rushed for 700 yards at North Carolina. You can't yeah. just ignore that he'll break the pocket and fuck you, right? Yeah, he's an so, totally. yeah. And Brian Robinson cool. is a tough between-the-tackles runner. I like yeah. Robinson moving forward a lot. A lot Good. of that, 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 that's my main that's my main point is like of all these guys that we're talking about, I, I totally with you in, in just it's sort of circling back on the whole running back position and encompassing it real quick. Like where we're at in the in the league right now with running backs is by the by the value that you will get from having Tajay Spears on your bench, uh, having um, right Miller on the uh, on the Saints, for instance, sure. having guys like that you see that are going to come in and get time once the Derrick Henry's keep breaking down this season. Um, if you're Brian Robinson, that's a guy I think you believe in more. You don't necessarily sell him and, and, and hope that the backup no. comes in there, right? But the point is, is by the the, the incumbents who see the backups that seem like they're going to be taking, uh, they're already taking some time and the, the older sure. right backs are breaking down. Derrick Henry's the perfect example yeah. of that. Those, then, those are your bench stashes. Yeah, yeah, those are your bench stashes. You don't want yeah. to bench stash Latavius Murray. Like, don't right. bench stash guys that, like, look, they're not bad, but bench stash guys that, like, could explode. Like, if you were someone who is stashing Ford, you feel mm-hmm. like a million bucks right now, right? Like, yeah. listen, might they bring back Hunt? Maybe. Maybe they bring in Fournette. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they trade for Jonathan Taylor. I don't know. Maybe. But right now, till that gets figured out, yeah. Jerome Ford's going to get all the work, and he's got three terrible matchups and a bye over the next four weeks. But much mm. like Kyron Williams, like, I don't care. If you're going to get 100% of the work, I don't yeah. care. Another right? guy so, I would target yeah. like that, and I don't think you're going to be able to get him. I don't know if you'll be able to get him for, for the, the value that you should right now, but I'm talking about Jalen Warren for a sec because Jalen Warren's also a guy who is getting touches now and Najee Harris looks like Najee Harris, man. He's running behind a line that, you know, just the Steelers offense in yeah. general just looks so anemic that, like, that Jalen Warren, he's getting most third down touches, but he might start getting some drives as well at some point. It's at least worth having. I, he's definitely not available on, on waiver wires anywhere, I'm sure. No, like no, probably not. Person league. Yeah. But, you know, for the yeah. most part, like, he's worth, like, if it, for instance, if Zay Flowers comes with Jalen Warren in the trade for Garrett Wilson – I don't hate it. I'd, I'd like that. to get a little no, bit I'd better, but you it. see what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, t- I would take it. I also would not be the least bit surprised if Flowers outscores Garrett Wilson the rest of Total. the season. Totally. Like, I just, especially if Beckham's already nicked up, I don't really think Bateman's a thing. And, I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, with or without Andrews in the lineup, like, yeah. he's either going to get more volume or have more space to operate. And that offense totally. will get better as it goes. And, and um, a story, a story I, I do come out that that Lamar specifically was like, please give me more Zay Flowers, and now he's getting rushing yeah. attempts for that yeah. exact reason. So yeah, I mean um, he's super twitchy. Uh, he's good. Yeah, he's great. He's great. So, so I got I got two more guys on sell high. All right, cool. Sell James Connor high while you can. Arizona is going to revert to being Arizona, and the the core of his value was 
I'm getting all the work, and that includes a bunch of targets. In one target against the Giants. One. He scored a good chunk of points, but this offense is just, it's not going to be, it's not going to be good. Like, Josh Dobbs is not going to be a thing. And, uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be good. But Connor looks hard right now. Marquise Brown might find himself on another team, too, by the way. Like, I'm fine with, with having him on my squad right now. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think you hold Marquise Brown in hopes that he gets traded somewhere. Um, they may also hold him because so they have someone to pair with Caleb Williams next year. But right. if the Texans keep sucking ass the way they've been sucking ass, they're going to pair Caleb Williams with number two pick in the draft, Marvin Harrison Jr., and it's going to be fucking awesome. That'd like, maybe not next year, but it'll be awesome for a decade, and I hope it happens. I really, I really do. I really do. Uh, last guy on my list to sell high if you can is Tutu Atwell. Okay. Sad. So, oh, listen. Um, Just because I love him. Yeah, listen. I, dude, I'm 5'4". I love Tutu Atwell. Gives me hope for the rest of us. You know what I mean? It's great. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I weigh more than Tutu Atwell. Probably. Pretty sure. Also, he has now lent himself to, like, you can name a team. I pook it and tutu all over myself, which is just fun. So, like, that's great also, right? Oh, um, it really is. Yeah, it's great. He's going to retain the deep role in that offense. We've seen Van Jefferson have it. Like, I'm, I'm talking when Cup comes back, right? Puka will be the guy who's out there in two wide receiver sets, right? Tutu will be that deep guy. But that deep guy in that offense with those two as the one-two, it's worth a spike week here and there. Exactly. But, I mean, it's maybe a wide receiver four, wide receiver five, right? Yeah. And right now, he's wide receiver 15. If you can sell him, sell him. And if you have any of the other guys on that sell high list, he is a perfect piece to throw in there to upgrade from a Mostert to a better long-term running back for the year, right? Or as a two-for-one for someone who really is hurting at wide receiver or something, right? Like, if you can go give, I don't know, Evans and Tutu for a badly struggling Jamar Chase owner, Hmm. you might have to throw some other pieces in there on both sides to make it work, but he's a good throw-in piece, and his value's not going to get higher than it is. Yeah. Like, no one's ever going to value him as anything higher than a wide receiver, too. So, if you can get someone to buy in, do it. I like it. Yep. Do you have any uh, buy lows in there? Yeah, I've got a, I got a handful. Um, Jamar Chase, you know, self-explanatory. Brees Hall, for sure buy low right now if you can. He's going to get better as the year goes on. They're, gun- they're not going to play Dallas every week, but they do have a brutal opening schedule, right? So, after we, I believe their buy is week seven. Right. They have a right. bunch more not ideal matchups between now and then. So if you want to target him to trade for around week five or six, right? While they're still staring at a bad matchup and a bye week, you might be able to get him. And you might be able to get him way cheaper than someone should let him go. But you might have to get him now. Yeah, but you might have to get him now. But listen, we saw it against Buffalo. Like, Buffalo shit all over Josh Jacobs. He had negative rushing yards. 
Brees Hall had like 10 yards at a clip against them. So the only reason I think that he didn't play much against Dallas is that I think Salah rightfully was like, we're going to lose by 100. I'm not putting his knee on the field with Micah Parsons on the field. Like, I'm just not doing it. So right now, I like, go get Brees Hall. Like, they're not going to let Zach Wilson throw the ball very much. So I I think he's going to be good. And even if that means he's a high-end RB2 instead of the top three running back we were all hoping for, you can probably get him cheap now. You could probably turn Mostert and something into Brees Hall without a ton of trouble right now. Or James Conner, for that matter, right? So Brees Hall, definitely go get him. Um, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, this feels to me, like I said, you remember I brought up Le'Veon Bell missing the whole preseason camp, not signing a tag. Two games look like he's running in sand. Second half of game three. Oh, I remember how to play football. If you look at the uses, Josh Jacobs still getting 100% of the usage. So the game script's not going to matter too, too much. I mean, the Raiders aren't good, but I, I don't care. Like, I think he'll probably still finish as a top 12 back with the usage he's getting. So go get him if you can get him. Um, for, low. for low. For low, yeah. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs, as we've discussed, I'd buy low right now. If you okay. can if you can afford to weather the storm for a few more weeks, I would buy low because it's possible that breakout's coming sooner rather than later, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Javonta Williams on Denver, I actually like as a buy low. Samaje Pirine's actual usage, like it doesn't look like it on the stat sheet, but the number of snaps, the type of snaps, routes run, a lot of those things started coming down this past week, like quite a bit. And um, I think as Javante Williams gets gets his legs back under him a bit uh, and Russell Wilson reverts to looking like Russell Wilson even more, they're going to lean on that run game the way Sean Payton always has. He probably wouldn't even be all that expensive to go get. So yeah. I would go get him. Uh, I, like I don't know how low the buy low is on this, but go get Addison on the Vikings if you can, because KJ Osborne just ain't fucking it. Like he's just not it. And sooner or later, Addison will be in a full-time role. And if the defense is going to remain essentially just Swiss cheese, they're going to keep throwing the ball and uh, they're not going to stop double covering Justin Jefferson. So there should be ample opportunity there. That one might be hard. I think a lot of people sniff the breakout coming for him. So I don't know that you're going to get that done. Yeah. Um, And and if if you drafted him and and he scored a touchdown each of his first two career NFL games, you're like, I'm never losing this guy. But if, if you have an opportunity, like you said, to not, lose something as good as him maybe give up something a little bit less uh valuable and someone has a misperception of of addison then that's fine i mean when you look at kj osborne you're like oh he's gonna be an incredible wide receiver (laughs) and he's just freaking not uh even though he did have a a, a tutty last game so any more on that list though um yeah uh so I'll, i'll give you like three i'll give you a few more guys so khalil herbert on the bears everyone's going nuts for roshan johnson Khalil Herbert's usage actually increased this last week. Like, he he was used more than he was in week one in all situations. So if, that's, if, if that backfield's going from a three-headed monster to a two-headed monster, okay. And Khalil Herbert right now today is still the better player between him and Roshan Johnson. So 
especially with what's going on, his explosiveness. I don't think the Bears are going to be good, but this is the same shit that happened last year where it took them a while to figure out how to run their offense. Now, I don't know why it's happening again because they should have just kept doing what they were doing last year, but I think they'll figure it out. I mean, uh, Justin Fields' designed rushes uh, went up significantly between week one and week two. Like, they'll be better. On that note, I'd say buy low on Justin Fields. Wow. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all doom and gloom on Fields. I think that maybe the QB one season we were all praying on isn't gonna happen. But, but I mean, it's he. They have weapons, and and they're gonna be chasing points. And I think, I think he's gonna do more on the ground as the year goes on because they need him to. Yep. So I yeah. think that explosive ability is still there. Buy Darren Waller while you still can. Glad to hear you say Buy that. Darren Waller while you still can. Look, I mean, there are going to be some games that the Giants are just fucking abysmal, and he gives you nothing. Um, but there's literally only one tight end in football that you can count on not giving you nothing in any given week, and only one person gets Travis Kelsey. So... Uh, Darren Waller's still the number one receiving game option. Saquon's tweaked up. Um, Daniel Jones is going to have to throw it occasionally if they keep giving up 28 points to the Cardinals. Um, listen, credit to them for winning the game somehow, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, have but I, I think... to talk about the Giants right now. I also didn't start Daniel Jones and started Mac, Mac uh, Jones instead of him. So, well, if it makes you feel better, I started the Giants defense because they were playing Arizona. And it almost cost me a win versus Eli. Do you know how furious I would have been if I lost to Eli on a negative one from the Giants? Yeah, you wouldn't have come on the pod today. No, I wouldn't have come on the pod today. I would have maybe gotten day drunk and, like, thrown beer bottles at passing cars, man. Like, I would have been furious. Uh, all right, give me uh, your, just rat, rattle off if you have any more, and I'm going to let you go because I know we both got stuff to do. Yeah, yeah, Um, If he's still on waivers, go grab Josh Reynolds. Yeah, I couldn't believe – I almost yeah, picked him up was, last week, and I freaking didn't do it. I did. Had, I did pick him up last week. So Mark. he has seven targets and six targets, respectively, for the yeah. first the, through the first two games. Yep. Over 70 yards a game in the air. Uh, you're not going to get two touchdowns out of him every week. But no. if Amon Ra is banged up, right, and David Montgomery is banged up, like Sam Laporta is not going to carry the passing game by himself, right? Jameson um, Williams not back yet. Yeah. Yeah. Jameson Williams not back yet. Honestly, Josh Jameson Reynolds Williams keeps back. playing like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, even when Jameson Williams is back, one of them is he's probably in the slot. Jared Goff's thrown to his X and Y a ton. I still love yeah. Josh Reynolds. Yeah. 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 There's one other guy, and I don't know how low you can buy him. But if someone's really hurting this week and they have Alvin Kamara and they need a startable running back, go get Alvin Kamara. And I wasn't 100% sold on him preseason, but now if you get him this week, you only have to lose the one game, right? Yeah. When, when he comes back, it's two tough matchups, then a bye. But Kendry Miller can't stay on the field. Jamal Williams That's just right ain't it. And he's hurt. Um, he ain't and I'm, 20, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's Derek Carr will be the second best quarterback Kamara's ever played with. You know what I mean? Like, 
Derek Carr is not bad. He looks okay out there, and they yeah. got enough passing game weapons that you're not. It is dangerous putting seven in the box against them, man. So, I, and especially in that division, I, I could see Kamara. Again, I'm not talking vintage Kamara, but like it sounds like he actually worked out this offseason for a change. Yeah. And like yeah. actually decided, like, you know, I may want to earn uh, the rest of the money on this contract. So I'm going to try to show up in shape. Just and I agree with it. I would also just say one thing to keep in mind if you are an owner of two solid RBs and Camaro, someone you stashed, like now ish is the time to use him to get something better. Right. Now is the time to yes. go, oh, this yes. guy lost the running back. This guy would give me a little bit more value than is than I deserve for Alvin Camara because he has right uh Chubb or, or even Saquon at this point or whomever. So that that would be right. another way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, and anytime you're trying to trade with people, like, the big thing is just have open communication. Like, something I run into a lot, but that saves a lot of time, is like, all right, who do you think is the better asset? And I was having this discussion prior to the David Montgomery issue, prior to games last week. So still two games of suspension left. Said, who's the better asset, David Montgomery or Alvin Kamara? And the guy was like, Kamara, by a lot. And I was like, okay, that's not how I see it. So let's pivot or just like not do this because we're never going to even get close. Like right. my thought was like, I will give you David Montgomery and some other piece I was willing to throw in. And I wanted Kamara and A-Chain, who was a healthy scratch week one. Right? right. So my viewpoint was I have to sit Kamara two games. I probably can't even play A-Chain in those two games. But you need a startable running back week two right now. So like yep. you don't want to start 0-2. I can afford to not play Montgomery this week, right? And he was like, no, Kamara's way better. And I was like, I okay. mean, okay, well, fine. Let's, I'll, I'll move on to other business then. Like, and exactly. just have those communications, save yourself time, and don't insult people. When someone, like, look, someone tried to trade me Garrett Wilson, and I don't even remember who the other player was, for Tony Pollard and Zay Flowers. Mm. And, I, and, and this was after the Rodgers injury. And I was like, bro, listen, I love you like a brother, uh, but also you are apparently as insane as my actual little brother. Like either he either he thinks you're dumb or he's dumb. Those are the only two options. He, he knows I'm a Jets a fan. He knows I'm a Jets fan, and I was willing to trade Pollard for Garrett Wilson like preseason as they were right. both keepers and, he and doubled, stuff. Did he double back on you to see if you still do it? That that is uh yeah, that's hilarious to me. But yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'm gonna close this out here, man. I uh, All right, I man. some pretty good stuff in here. I really appreciate uh, you coming on. As always, I, yeah, I'm you gonna got continue. It. Yeah, I'm gonna continue to just like badger you and try to get you on on the pod as much as I can, yep. um, because I think we threw a ton of good in uh, info about a ton yeah. of different names here. Uh, and I hope people are able to use this moving forward. So we'll be checking back in. I I'm sure, uh, you know, some people are already freaking out uh, after two weeks of the NFL about their teams, especially if you had a running back like Nick Chubb. Uh, and other Chubb. people are probably overinflating how good they think their team is right now. So, you know, there's some pretty good moves to do here. As always, uh, that is Lady chatting over. Josh Lander comes yep. to you guys. Until we do speak to you next, happy betting. Yeah.